0: Hey O T. Hey hey Will, what's all up? right, man? Let me let me say hello to everybody to tune in to all of our AOT to all of our millions of listeners, visitors, visitors <laughs> joining in. Welcome yeah. to the Will Real Radio Show and welcome to Late Bloomers University. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage, inspire, uplift, motivate, to lift, to challenge uh, those who are in the second half of their life, of those who are considered late bloomers. Uh, I consider myself to be a, a late bloomer. Um, I'm the chancellor, the president, the uh, poster child for late bloomers. A late bloomer is simply, simply when life didn't really bloom and boom and bang or seemed like it boom and bang for you later on in life. And this is the second half of your life. And, uh, and uh, it's important to me uh, to how we take off and how we uh, uh, make sure that we get done what we need to get done with the second half of our life. This is to inspire you to wherever you are in life that you take off that you do it you write it you create it you develop it you go for it uh my name is richard wilford and i'm so glad to have my friend and brother uh my my silent mentor big brother uh <laughs> pastor dr ot moses what's going on man
1: man everything is good will man and thank you for having me on tonight
0: man i'm i'm delighted and honored to man i've been itching good. and waiting on this one brother uh <laughs> Man, God has just opened the door for me uh, to have a, a platform, this platform to be able to invite and talk to people who inspire me
1: mm-hmm.
0: as I am at my space in life. And at the same time, connect people who have done and in doing things that really excite me, that I admire, that motivate and inspire me, connected to people who are on the other side, who are right at the line saying, if I should, should, they got books that they need to write. They need yeah. music they need to do. They need, got businesses they should be uh, opening. And and so my thing is, how can we say to them? Because sometimes you just need somebody to say it. I know what it is. When I talk to people like you and other people, and sometimes they get that push. Sometimes people need that push to to, to get off the pot, to jump, to go at it. And so, man, you own you the day, brother.
1: Man, listen, Will, I, I think that, you know, this is a great platform, but let me just go back and say, man, you know, I think the re- the respect that you and I have for one another is mutual, you know, is mutual. Uh, you, you've been a great encouragement in my life as well. And so I think that, uh, you know, at this season of life and, and let me go back and try. I'm not that much of a big brother. I'm 16 days old, <laughs> older than you. <laughs> So, Who's you know, counting, we, man? so so we're in the same uh birth year. But but yeah, we it has been a blessing, man, just watching how you navigate through some of the storms of life that you've had. And you know, at the same time, you've watched me navigate through some similar yeah. storms, but although different, you know, in magnitude and, and weight, they've been, you know, pretty much kind of kind of heavy for both of us. But what I, I really admire about this platform is that uh, you ask a question. How how do we get this out to young people? This is how you're doing it. You know, you you put the idea out there uh, in the universe by presenting this platform for people yeah. to come and share their testimonies. And so, when you talk about how do we help people, you know, get through the rough patches or or even that that second half of life,
0: yeah, I mean, the best example is testimony. Testimony. Yeah. I believe it, man, because uh and I heard somebody say years ago in school it says test testimony simply especially as it relates to God a testimony is what was my life before? Yeah. What, what was my experience? What happened? And then how, how has my life changed and the result of it as a result of meeting God? So so it has those three elements to it, man, and we all go through transformation and changes. Sure. And uh, and and like I say, we hey, at this point in the game, I'm 55 yeah. We right there together. Right. So it is important to me, man, um, that we live with this level of urgency mm. in how we finish the race, man. Dr. Charles yeah. Moreau said, Oh, you be dead soon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told my, my boy Pastor Frazier, I said, Listen, we are running out of road, man. Yeah. And yeah, and and I'm not sure if some may think that that's morbid, scary, or even negative. It's not. It's a reality check. Because I heard some some writers say, "Live with the end in mind," because yeah. no, it's coming, man. It is very important how I live out the that I live it with some purpose and some urgency,
1: man. Man, I think that's very true. That that was Stephen Covey. Okay. Uh, live with the end in mind but you know um you you mentioned some very key words that are triggers to me and one is is urgency and so at at 55 there are three things that stand forefront of my mind number one life is time sensitive Mm -hmm. and that means that we all have a window that god has given us to do whatever he's assigned to our hands but that window eventually becomes a peephole, <laughs> you know. So you've got to take advantage uh, of the opportunity at the appropriate time. Life is time sensitive, but it's also task oriented. And that is God has assigned something different to all of our hands. We don't have the same assignment, mm-hmm. but all of, all of us have a task that's oriented in what God has called for us to do. But the third thing is life is transition directed. Trans- and that is everything that you do in this life it will echo in eternity. Either you'll answer God, I I was faithful with it or I was not faithful with it. And so those three things have kind of helped stir me through a lot of this season. Life is time sensitive,
0: task oriented, and transition directed. Man, that is absolutely, I'm just so glad I have uh, intelligent, brilliant friends who who are (laughs) thinkers, man. And not only thinkers and not just not just orators of, of information, man, but people who who think and, and can speak through mm. their life experience because that's what people need, man. Yeah. Life yeah. experience. And I'm saying, man, at, at this age, and again, th- this is not as much as we I know I hope any and everybody gets that gets this. I, I am surely man, I've never felt more excited in my life, other than organizing the church. I've never felt more excited about this platform. Yeah. I feel like this is my this is my niche, man. This is right. I feel like I can speak uh with truth and with honesty and in real time because this is exactly what I've been through and where I am, man. And that's why I'm just so glad to reach for my friends like you and others, man, to be able to say, listen, we, we have a voice. I need you to tell somebody. Yeah. Like somebody said to you, man, uh, yeah. go for it. Do it. Jump, leap, take, you know, go for it, man. Because it it wasn't, you know, there was somebody that helped us along the way as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Man, you know, well, as I'm listening to you and um, I can hear, the enthusiasm I can feel uh the earnest enthusiasm in what you're doing and 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 just authenticating that you're where you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. I mean this is so you man I mean and and this helping uh this this uh spirit of trying to reach out to help people transform transform their lives man this this is I mean this this sounds or or even the platform that we're on right now it's like you you were made for this and so man you know you're right where you're supposed to be Doing now, what you're supposed to be doing and saying what you're supposed to be saying.
0: I feel I feel at home, Ot. I was on. Yeah, I hear it. I, I feel, feel it, man. With somebody, man. It, you know, it's like television, radio has been my thing for years, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think what it is, I was chatting with somebody. I said, you know what? Rather it be radio, TV. Rather it be writing. Rather it be preaching and teaching. Mm-hmm, Whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's people, man. Yeah. God have called it, and it's about doing, fitting in. Rather it's poetry. It's it's doing that which he's called you to do and getting in exactly where you fit in it, in, yeah shaped and molded us for that, man. And then as many people as we can get to where they're supposed to be doing what they love and enjoy and our 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 uh purpose to do, man, it's gonna be everybody's gonna be happy. It's gonna be a better place for everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. You know, and I, I'm just excited for you. Because I, I I just feel it, man. This is the platform the Lord has has designed for you, man. And I believe I'm just I'm, I believe that the Lord is going to open this up so much larger. Will you know? <laughs> because I could just feel it. I can man. feel it.
0: Listen, man. I, I wanted I wanted to ask you about because. Um, here's what I know, here's what we watch this, here's what we know and not only, the reason why we can speak so openly and honest about it is because we've been through it Mm -hmm. at this point in the game we, those, watch those who we started with, we have not finished with that's right, and so and so along the road as well becomes uh, people come and go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I know that at this point, uh, people have a lot of scars, man, rather it be f- uh, from being raised as children with other interaction with other people, rather it be uh, in ministry, whether it be with um, spouses, rather be with uh, in church, uh, rather it be in, in friendship. But however, I think we some of us have kind of tapered and tailored ourselves off away from and, and what i mean by that some some have because of what they've been through and just decided i'm not messing with nobody no more yeah. i'll go the rest of the mile away myself i don't really have that testimony all together i think we've had some some bumps and bruises with people sure. to notice about the one thing that you and i somewhat have uh, in common is you know, if there's an introvert and an extrovert, if mm-hmm. I had to choose which one I was, I would say I'm an introvert far more than I am an extrovert. Um, and I don't think it's anything wrong with either of them. I just think you got to recognize who you are. Yeah. I guess I segue that to say it's important at this point, as we finish this thing, it's important the people I choose to have into in my life or welcome mm-hmm. into my life. Sure and uh, y- y- you have uh, written and published a book called five People you Need in your life
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and yeah and that, that's why that's why I, I want I wanted you to kind of you know help me help others with that man because if I don't know that then I'm, I'm left to walk by myself man and, and I'm gonna miss a lot yeah man, and or oh, I'm gonna pick up the wrong people
1: so so, so man I. I uh... I uh, wrote that book in 2000. I want to say 18, maybe 19, but between that time period, and so it, it that that book was birthed out of uh, relationship relational experiences that have come and go along the wayside, and and reaching a point or a stage in life where I could reflect on what my late granddad said. He used to say, you know, friends don't grow on trees like grapes they don't come in bunches <laughs> you know <laughs> but if you could find a friend here a friend there you find a good friend and then you know reminiscent of some poetry those friends that I have in our adoption tribe mm-hmm. grapple to thy soul with hoops of steel so within the last 20 years uh, I would say the 20 years that I've been in pastoring uh, you know some friendships grew yeah and some of them kind of diminished Mm-hmm. Uh, some people came for a season and then left. And then, you know, some people that I thought that would endure were, were not there in the struggle. Okay. And so uh, I, by the time that book was wrote, it was birthed out of a lot of uh, experience with relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I narrowed it down to uh, five people that you need in your life. And you know, and this this is I'm gonna shameless plug you, but you're the first one in that first chapter. <laughs> okay. and so, so hey, yeah. I have. Five I just people. wanted to be clear. That's not why I asked you to do it. No, man. Listen, no, no, no. But I, I want I want the people to know uh, the relationship that we have, and, uh, and the impact you've had on my life as well. So there are five people uh, that you wow. need in your life. It's the first person that that, is, that will challenge you, and you have done that. You have done that effectively uh, through the challenges you've gone through, uh, not even personally uh, with your son and other challenges mm-hmm. that some of the challenges that I've gone through, you go, you've gone through, only me and you know about. You know? Yeah, we ain't told nobody else about them. But, but you've made it through it. And even some of the accomplishments that you've made, uh, even here recently, has also been a sort of a shot in the arm for me. And so everyone needs someone to challenge them. We're 16 days apart. And, you know, we have a lot in common, extrovert, introvert, and, you know, and we can share things and we understand what both have been through. So I've been challenged by you and that Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron, so a I man sharpens the conscience of his friend. So if you get that book, now I'm throwing a shameless plug for me. Sure. No, no, for me, <laughs> if you get that book, you'll discover that that very first chapter I actually dedicated that to uh, you, my friend, Wilford. And the second uh, friend that you need in your life is someone that will comfort you. That's a very important person. Uh, and this person came in my life, uh, totally unexpected, totally okay. unexpected, older, older gentleman uh, that um, I was going through something. I didn't share nothing with nobody. And, and so happens we had a conversation and this conversation started with this. He said, OT, I know your integrity. I know the type of person that you are. And and despite what other people have said, I know you. And so those words went so far. Everyone needs somebody that believes in them, that, that will reach out and affirm them. So mm-hmm. that's the second person. The third person that everybody needs in their life is somebody to celebrate them. You know, we, we got enough people that tolerate us. <laughs> you know, we need somebody that celebrates us. Mm. And, you know... I, I thank God for the people in my life uh, that have said, when I, when I first started uh, preaching, I have a friend in Chicago, you know, Demetrius Kleist. Yes. Uh, he used to call me the best kept secret. And, I, you know, he saw something in me I didn't see in myself. And so that friend that celebrates you is, is very important. Then fourth, you need a friend that can correct you. Uh, I have a friend in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, T.A. Smith. You might know him. Yeah. TA is a, a few years younger, but if you know TA, TA is a Bible. He is to the Bible, old school, you know. And, you know, a lot of people call him antiquated, but TA will tell you the truth. Yeah. You need that. You need that person That'd to pull right. you back and say, hey, man, you know, let's reexamine that. Yeah. So, you know, that's the fourth person. But the fifth person you need in your life is someone that will covenant with you. I, I go back to David and Jonathan. And that covenant relationship is different than a contract because a contract could benefit one person and not the other party. Uh, But that covenant has the best interests of both people and it extends not just in time, but throughout eternity. So I've got, you know, my my brother, my blood brother, and his name is David. David Covenant. Yeah. Covenant brother. And, you know, there's covenants in relationship. My wife as well. But I got another friend, uh, John Jackson. You might be familiar with John. He's in Gary. Of
0: course. And
1: John and I were in the police department, went to seminary together. And, you know, covenant brothers prayed for each other. So those five things, those five people that you need in your life, I think are very essential. Something that I've looked back and thank God that he's made access for those people and for me to make access into their lives.
0: Absolutely, will be. there is. So, so it is. So it is safe to say you, you. Not only can you not just do this by yourself. You, it's not designed for you to just do it by yourself.
1: Oh no, absolutely not, man. You know, there's a there's a principle, uh, a Zulu principle called Ubuntu, and that Ubuntu mm. means I am because we are. There, there is no me without you. <laughs> you know, mm. we, we help each other. You know. King said we're all tied together in the single garment of destiny. And so, you know, friendships, relationships are important. I mean, they are important for those even five reasons that I mentioned uh, here
0: Man, I, I think that is just so important, man, because, you know, the places that you look for that commitment and faithfulness and love for, you know, you sometimes you don't find it there. You find it in people that you did like you said, like you yeah. said, I wasn't even looking for it, you know. Again, mm. I don't even know how to make a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, with me, my, my, own, my own testimony is coming out to California. Um, I, I say all the time, I'm going to finish the book. is called uh, uh, Moving from Obscurity, not from from Notoriety to Obscurity. I'm mm. moving from a place where... I assumed knew everybody. Everybody knew me or knew my name. And I knew that name. And I moved to a place where nobody knew me. Wow. And just the reality of reinventing myself. um, Number one, trying to figure out who Richard Wilford was in a brand new place, man. Yeah. In a whole, again, there's no, there's no, um, there was nobody running interference for me. Nobody making, <laughs> there's no interference, no introduction, mm-hmm. uh, nobody blocking for me. It was just you stand flat footed. And now you have to establish who you are, your faith, your values, your morals, and who you are, personality, and your reputation. Not because there's no reputation here, unless they call back to the other end. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean, and and who knows what you're going to get that way. But standing here with people, brand new people, no different than you. Yeah. Tell, tell me How was your experience, um, uh, moving from Chicago? And you pastored that. Did you pass 19 years there? How long? 18.
1: You right at 18
0: years. 18, 18 in Chicago, mm-hmm. and you moved to, you moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, and pastored. How was that as as a person moving to a brand new place, as it relates to the same thing of developing. And those around you, how, how was that experience for you? How And how is it, I guess? I can...
1: well, well, man, you know, at, and as I listen to you talk, there, there is no
0: unbroken continuity in, in
1: our stories. We both came from the Midwest, uh, came out here to the West Coast. Uh, yeah. I felt like Abraham, I'm quite sure you did. You know, yeah. when Abraham left the Ur of the Chaldees, he, he didn't have a watch, map, or calendar. You know, <laughs> didn't know where he was going. Right. Didn't know nobody, you know, although I was called to the church out here. You know, this is a totally different culture for me. I, I knew nobody in, in Salt Lake City, Utah, right. but I felt the Lord was leading me here. So it, it was a tremendous transition at over 50, you know? And so I think sometimes what, what we walk away from uh, may determine what God brings our way. And so that that's a hard lesson for us to learn because we get attached to places, people, you know, jobs or yeah. whatever. But when God calls you out of that, comfort zone you know you, you have to go and have faith that what you are walking away from uh, you know will allow God to get you to what he has for you
0: you, you know it's it's, it's when um, he moves you to those new places man I, I was I, I gotta say I was proud of myself OT because I said mm-hmm. to myself in moving to a brand new place where nobody knew me
1: mm-hmm.
0: I didn't owe anybody anything yeah I went, I looked at Richard Wilford's conduct. Well, what did you do? Now you had the free will free will to do whatever you wanted to do and make yourself or whatever. <laughs> but I said to myself, well, what did you do though? I went to Walmart, bought a $15 chair, blue chair from Walmart and I stuck it in the sand and I sat on the sands on the beach, man, and, and, and prayed and got myself together and figured out who I was and I had to learn I had to learn to like me. I had to learn who I was, man. Yeah, yeah. Is that not your experience, man? It
1: absolutely is, man, because, uh, you know, growth comes in the uncomfortable places. You know, it's when we are placed in those positions where we have to ask questions. And, you know, how did I get here? What did I do wrong? Or what did I do right? You know, I think those are necessary. Right. uh, To get you to where God wants you to be there. uh, uh, John Ortberg said that... um, in uh, one of his first books, too much comfort is dangerous, too, you know,
0: yeah,
1: it's dangerous. And so God puts us in those uncomfortable seasons and Lord knows, man, you you know, we both had some uncomfortable seasons, uh, you know, me and Chicago, you and Gary, but the Lord, they were necessary. You know, you, you can't avoid those. Those were the seeds, the series that, you know, we were met with adversity. You know, we handled it one way. We might've handled it wrong, might've handled it right, but they were necessary. Yeah. Before I learned so you know I, I thank God for everything man I everything.
0: do yeah let, let me ask you about um uh and maybe just because I haven't really discussed it with anybody but I think it's good because as people make transition you know in the second half of life like I said you you, you come into a place saying you know one of the big struggles OT was uh leaving Gary Indiana and I passed it there 20 years yeah. on the way, went away the military came back but but I passed there 20 years and leaving coming out here there was a whole lot of things that i established as as uh rather be tradition rather be culture whichever but coming out here there was so much different and i battled at first because i said this this ain't me this Mm -hmm. this is not me this is not how we do it this you know and here i am staying faithful to uh midwest culture yeah (laughs) <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I got what you're saying, totally. And, and I'm saying, no, this, this is the way we do it right here. We don't wear our pants legs like this. We don't wear these kind of shoes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys wear ugly shoes with your suits, man. We, <laughs> don't, we don't do this. You wear, you know, you wear suede bucks with your shoes or whatever. Right. We wear, we wear dress shoes. We get our shoes from Sheridan's and right. go down on Roosevelt and get our nice uh, David Edens. and <laughs> right, and, right. You know, this is what we wear. But it was so many things that i had to open up and i had to begin to if the word is immersion how has immersing into the culture there how, how how's that been for you it's been good
1: but here again i think that um you know evolving evolving or growth it doesn't stop i think it continues on and on and so this has been a very challenging but rewarding experience for me and let me explain that I I come from the Midwest Chicago is probably the most racist city in the country King said that back in 66 you know Chicago's about it blacks on the south side west side uh, whites on the north side I come Mm -hmm. to Utah from the most racist city in the country (laughs) to a predominantly white state with only 1.8% population black I come to a church that's uh you know, it's, it's somewhat multicultural. It's predominantly African American, but I have uh, a white members, Hispanic members, I have uh, Pacific Islanders, uh, you know. And so here I am in a context now that has uh, looked totally different from what we knew in the Midwest. I mean, you know, the, the context of, I mean, even the atmosphere of worship is somewhat different. And yeah. so it, it caused me to not change. But make some, you know, and I don't know if that's if that's synonymous with adjustments. Maybe it's maybe it is then. Make make some adjustments yeah. to how I minister. And yeah. so what I see the Lord doing for me in this in this setting, this context, is what Martin Luther King calls the beloved community. You know, it consists of everybody, you know, yeah. black, white. He's taking this black kid from Southside Chicago who knows everything, all about everything about racism. To this context here, so yeah. I'm still trying to figure out you know <laughs> what the
0: end game is, but I, I can see his fingerprints in the process, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no different than you, uh, pastor in 20 years and at totally 100% African American church,
1: mm-hmm.
0: always knowing that ministry I always saw it bigger somehow, some way. But, but moving here, I understand, like you said, I see his fingerprints because he planted me right into. Uh, a company that now has Hispanics Mm -hmm. Filipino uh, uh, people from Guam people from uh, Iraq wow and I, I sat in a. I sat in a break room one day they were like come on Rich come in the break room with us and I'm sitting in the break room and everybody is grouped off speaking different languages OT oh, that my. one person speaking English and I said I'm the only person in this. <laughs> and I started to say could everybody stop <laughs> and speak English
1: right out,
0: they're not wrong They watch, watch this Here, here's just major conviction they're not wrong for speaking that language. You're wrong because you only know English. Wow. And if you're going to minister to people, you 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 know, you cannot carry those same views Yeah. Uh, because you have people who are from other cultures, other races, speak different languages, and you have to open up and begin to to relate to these people until the point where you figure out every we're all the same kind of people, man. You yeah. know, legacy don't have a color, trifling don't have a color. <laughs> you know, You're no right. good sorry doesn't have colors to it. That you find these and all, and and everybody. I I, used, I I I told I think I told Barnes. I said, man, now listen. You know how it is to get watch this. You can get Ot Moses in English, but can mm-hmm. you imagine getting him? Can you imagine getting get him getting get getting him in Italian <laughs> and getting him in Spanish? Right. That's a whole nother group of people, brother.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And,
0: and you know, so you know, I, I just think that it's just amazing how God has moved us. How important has it been, because we're talking about friends, How how important has it been to maintain uh friends or those five people in your life? Uh, how how important it is to maintain those relationships man even though we move away from people yeah uh, you and I are not right next to each other but yet still we still and I think good friends do that you don't have to talk every day that kind of thing what do you think about that
1: I think I agree and that's how I believe you maintain them you know you don't have to talk every day but you know you you know the history that comes along with the years that have established those five categories what has made Will a challenging mm-hmm. friend what has made so and so celebrating what has made so and so a corrector. You know, and so even as we evolve, even when God removes people off the scene, either by death or by relocation or whatever, I still believe that he he places people in your life. And they might be the same person carrying out a couple of roles.
0: Man, I I love it, OT. Years ago and 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 I just before we get done with that, I wanna encourage everybody to uh uh, for you to share us, with, share with us where we could purchase your book. Sure. Uh, one time I talked about if you had a, a basketball team, five people you need to, and your the goal was to win the championships. Who are the five people? Who are the five people that you would choose to be in your life to help you win the championship? Mm. Not only that, I said pick five people, but those five people have to know their role they yeah. have to know that you you know if i know i'm covenant if i know i'm comforter if i if if i know um you know if i know i'm the person that helps to sell, if i know my role then i can help you and if i know my job is to play to be the forward on the team i'm yeah. not trying to be the guard right i know my role you know what i mean it's the same thing you're saying you know we have to allow people i think that's for me hearing that says you have to allow
1: yeah, yeah, that that that's that's true. You, you have to allow. And you have to be willing to come out of that that shell sometimes. You know, we, we get stuck in our shell and don't want to come out. But in order for us to get where God wants us to be, I believe that, you know, he sends people in our life that we often fluff off, you know, <laughs> and that <laughs> might be the, per- the very person that, that, that he sent to challenge you. Come and on. that challenge might come in many different ways. That celebration might come in many different ways, that correction might come in many many different ways. And so I think that that prayer life and, you know, that connection with God and allowing the spirit to direct you, I believe that is quintessential.
0: You know, in the military, uh, we used to have uh, compasses, the old school green compasses uh, for land navigation. They give us a map and a compass. You had to find your way around. Mm. And um, one thing about the compass is the needle always, the needle is magnetized, it always points to what is called true north. Okay. Uh and and I've had some friends in my life. One is you, you've always served, I don't care how far I've been off or felt I've been off, or others have thought I veered off course. I thank God for friends like you, man, who have always served as true north for me, which means that simply means that. Regardless of however I've turned, when I look at you or when I talk to you, it always leads me back to th- this is this is the plumb line. Mm. This, this is true north for me. This helps me lean back toward if I've gotten off. it, it I, I can judge myself based upon good quality friends like yourself. Yeah. Thank you, man. I
1: feel the same. Back yeah. at you. Back at you, man. You know,
0: you know, because I, I know I. I I I must admit, man, too, I I tell people all the time, you got to follow your star. But sometimes follow your star, you're misunderstood. And sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes, OT, I feel like I am firing on all cylinders. Yeah. I feel like I'm smoking. You got this thing, man. Man, are you feeling the flow of it, man? The wind in your hair. And at other times, man, I'm saying, I have no clue. (laughs) But you know, Will, I, I think
1: that's even a part of the process. Okay. Uh, when I was in Chicago, um, and you know, sometimes we misunderstand, and, and I think that you know, people get so super spiritual, they don't confess that. But you know, there are sometimes we we might have uh, got to ask, did, did I hear you right? You know, you know, is this what you were saying? I mean, when I was in Chicago, and um, you know, the vision actually that I brought to to Utah, and I I thought that was for Chicago. I thought that the Lord was going to move that church out into uh, you know. Uh, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of those shopping centers uh, yeah. stretch where we can build a church there and have some businesses we could have to undergird, to find it. You know, I just thought that was there. But, yeah. you know, after I looked back, I said, that's what I thought. Right. Okay. That's what I thought. You know, trust in the Lord with all of that heart. Lean not into your own mm. understanding. And so I was leaning to my own understanding. But, you know, I think it was a part of the process. Yes. I think the Lord allowed me to go through that. For me to misunderstand and, and make some mistakes or
0: whatever to get me right back on course
1: so you it know. is so I it know. is
0: totally agree man i i if somebody said it other than me i i did a little video about connect the dots and i said when we were growing up they give us a whole sheet of paper with a bunch of dots on it and numbers <laughs> and the goal was you didn't know what the picture was but you had to stick to you had to go from one number to the other you <laughs> And, and sometimes one is here, two is way up there. Yeah. Man, watch this. Now you're all right with the two being way up there, but when the three is way back here, you feel like you're moving backwards. Mm-hmm. You couldn't skip numbers, man. You had, right. to, you had to stick to the script to stick to the numbers. I like that, man. I and like that, that's good. If you're going to get the pic, the bigger picture now, then the sweet part about it is God already knows the picture. Yeah. You just got dots. Now yeah. you, <laughs> and on and on and on. Let me ask you this OT, question I ask everybody. Uh, that I invite on when did you know that when did you recognize that that Oscar T. Moses was different and when did you become okay with you being you I I that's a good question
1: man I um grew up very um in a a home that was very you know you know religious home Mm -hmm. but it was not without the absence of some trauma okay uh, you know old men was sick early often like you know died at a young age okay uh, and, and i was young and so growing up uh getting into high school like i i like to call it father loss i experienced father loss and so very angry uh you know acting out and uh you know, wanting to vicariously live my father's life or what I thought he might have done had he been my age and lived, mm. you know, stuff like that. Okay. So I found myself connecting with a, a bunch of guys. And when I look back, I realized most of us didn't have a father in the home uh, for whatever reason. Uh, and most of us ended up going to college, the okay. same college together. And okay. so we we did a lot of stuff in college, came out of college. And uh, when I got out of college, I, I really looked back and started to consider the college years as the wilderness years. Because once I went into law enforcement and mm-hmm. uh, got on the police department and um, got in some dangerous situations, it, it caused my prayer life to pick up. Okay, And, and I realized then that, you know, God had something uh, special. I always was, you know, kind of outgoing, um, gregarious personality. But as I became closer to God, uh, the introverts started to come out a little bit more, okay. And the, and the friend circles uh, were not as broad uh-huh. as they were, you know. But I, I found a sense of calling in my relationship with God, and so I'm walking what I I consider the pilgrimage in faith that leads me to the ministry. Okay. And so you know, I look at my circle of friends now, then, or even now, totally diminished from what it was in college and in, in high school. and But I feel a sense of purpose in my life. And yeah. so I, I realized that, you know, the Lord is calling me to do something bigger, which calls for sacrifice. And so it, it separated me in my mind, you know, I'm thinking now, well, maybe I just wasn't called to do. And most of my friends were cops, like I was.
0: Okay, okay. You know, and
1: so so that's where I'm starting to see the separation. The Lord is calling me to do something differently. And uh, once I got called into the ministry, It seems like, you know, you find out, you know, you start preaching. And if you're serious about it, you don't have to not walk away from people. People will walk away from you because of the lifestyle that, you know, we once Mm -hmm. lived. I made them uncomfortable when I came around.
0: Yes. And so,
1: you know, when I got really into the ministry and um, as I grew and started to get a lot of preacher friends. Yes. But then at a certain point at even in that walk, I felt the Lord calling me to do something a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And all the preacher friends dropped away. Yeah. You know, and so I'm at a point now where I can look back and I can see the dots, as you say, that have been connected to the picture that the Lord is painting for me. Mm -hmm. It might not be the same picture that He's painting for someone else, but I have to be faithful to the call that the Lord has on my life. And I'm okay with that. I'm more comfortable now with being by myself, um, I don't have, and, and listen, man, out here in Utah, it's not like I got a lot of buddies to hang out with. So, so you know, if you and I can talk on the phone or whatever, you know, that's cool. But I, I, I'm okay with who the Lord has created Oscar T. Moses to be. And at this juncture of my life, I'm, I'm not trying to do anything else but be what the Lord has called me to be
0: man i just want to celebrate you man likewise, man. Uh, as, likewise. A, as a person on the outside looking in man i've watched you for years man uh i've admired uh, you uh you are intelligent i see whereby your discipline uh has caused you to be a step above others man because you are well prepared always thank you you, you never not know uh you're never without and uh, it's something to be admired by people and, and preachers in particular and people as well, man, because hard work and discipline pays off, man. I, I see it in your life, man. And, and so many others do as well, man. So I, I celebrate you, man.
1: Well, it goes both ways, man. You know, I, I probably got four books. So how many you got out now? You got about five out
0: now, right? Uh, I got, you didn't come and I got four four and I got one in one in one on on the uh on the in the oven.
1: <laughs> I get one another too, but you know, I, I think you know iron sharpens iron.
0: Absolutely. and so
1: the same thing. I admire I now applaud you for your determination, your veracity with staying with the vision God has called you. So you know that goes both ways. We could sharpen one another.
0: Man thank thank you again, man. man, thank you for taking the time, man. Uh let me ask you if you might uh for someone who uh, is a late bloomer who um uh, is in the middle on if they should, um, what might be your encouragement to them as it relates to going for it? Man? I would say, first of all, um,
1: your relationship with God is, is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of the books, and I, and I say this in walking into your assignment, that uh, your assignment is not your decision. Mm-hmm. It's your discovery. Uh, you, you you walk into it. You don't just uh, decide what you want to do. You have to allow the Lord to allow you to discover what it is He created you to be, and to be and to do that, it starts with uh, what I like to call the posture of humility, and that's where it's hard for some of us to go forward. You know, uh, the Bible says, "Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and He shall exalt you in due time." do that. Might, that might not be the time that, you know, we're looking at. And sometimes, you know, God's timeline stretches beyond our patience and, and we, we don't want to humble ourselves. But that, that humility is a great starting place. That relationship with God and, and humility and pursuing that relationship with God is how we hear his voice. And so I, I, I would say starting right there.
0: Man, I love it, man. Let, let me ask you two things, man. If you would tell us how and where we could uh, pick up this book and the others that you have written, uh, Five People Who You Need in Your Life, and the others as well. Where can we find these and purchase these books and to support you and to follow you? And then the last thing I'd ask you to do, if you just pray for somebody, pray for us, each and every one of us, uh, as we close out.
1: I will, man. I thank you. I appreciate you um, giving me this platform to share. Uh, If you go to Amazon and Google, Google Dr. Oscar T. Moses, Dr. Oscar T. Mose, you can find uh, all of the books there on Amazon, uh, particularly the one we just mentioned, Five Friends That You Need in Your Life. Uh, that's number one. You can also check out uh, Calvary Baptist Church, Calvary, www.calvaryslc.org. That's calvaryslc.org. That's Calvary Baptist Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, and also we are on YouTube. And so you can follow us through that way. I believe we have it yeah, and face, Facebook page as well, Calvary Baptist Church, SLC. And so through those modes and platforms, you can connect with us. And I would really appreciate if you uh, keep the Calvary Baptist Church in your prayers. Sure. Yes, yeah. Let me pray for you and let me pray for our listeners. God of grace and God of mercy, we thank you for, um, I thank you, Father, for your servant and my friend, uh, Richard Wolford, we thank you, Father, for giving him the vision uh, to create this space uh, for late bloomers or those who have been on this pilgrimage in faith that might need some inspiration, Father, as they continue the second leg of the journey. And then someone that needs to know that, that you have an assignment for them, we pray, oh God, that you would open up their hearts uh, to the listeners on this platform, that they might be both receptive and responsive, to what the holy spirit is saying for their lives yes. for the living out of these days it's in jesus name
0: that we pray with thanksgiving amen amen listen man thank you so much man i really appreciate you brother thank and you man love you appreciate you right yeah i'm gonna we're gonna have you back man Look we, we cool to it. We'll and uh but love you man and have a good one brother
1: you too man take right, care thanks. peace